when you came to our cafe table, you activated a lot. The first thing that caught me by surprise, it's that you can change our will for this with our permission. I'd love if you could talk to us a little bit about that, about the cohesive yes, how deep that can go. Another thing that really striked me when you said to fall in the door while the door is open. And the sense I got is that maybe this door you're talking about is not going to be open for long. This is to do with the new that you're bringing to us. And I'd love to know what would be for me or for us to fall into this door or if you could talk to us about if it's open now, what do you mean while it's open? There's a response, opportunity in what you are newly awakened to that dissipates over time. The knowledge remains. The opportunity doesn't. The opportunity changes over time. Is this to do in my case or is this to do for us? For anyone. What is it that is open, that it won't be open for long? Every opportunity within a given awakening changes moment by moment. The more time that you have to sort out your perception of the awakening in yourself, the smaller the opportunity. As the opportunity is being conditioned by your perception in yourself, the opportunity dissipates. directly know something without understanding and you step into that knowledge and you be it at personal expense that's your first opportunity to be what you know that is also with yourself not at your side not in support As soon as you give it time to feel and think and work it out a little bit in yourself and you come to some sense 
in yourself of what you know, which makes the surrender to knowledge easier in your experience. The depth of opportunity isn't the same, and part of it is gone. part that dissipates the opportunity is referencing any of it, isn't it? Referencing any of it to yourself. In some way, referencing first before you respond to what you know. There's a depth of opportunity that's gone. There's a certain kind of digging out in your subconsciousness that occurs with your response to knowledge without any reference to yourself. So as soon as you start to understand a little bit, as soon as it seems somewhat okay in yourself what it is that you're knowing, and then you respond to it. That depth opportunity is already gone. When you talk about digging in the subconscious, is it that somehow we do not need to deal at the mental level with anything? That's right. but stay with that energetic current that comes with it. That circumvents all of the core beliefs that are based on thought and concept. This is related to the flow of intimacy. It links together in a way that when a core belief or anything of a self-level comes, it's like being lost in that flow, letting the currents of that energy move without referencing anything in it. To yourself. Yes. What doesn't come from yourself isn't about yourself. But because of the nature of genetics, ourselves in this world, once we start to separate from what we really are, we reference everything to ourselves. That's inherent to the loss of innocence. The first intimacy is as awareness with knowledge. That intimacy isn't meant to be conditioned on anything. As soon as you first 
know the truth of something, the very first opportunity that you have, which is the greatest, is for you, awareness, to be completely intimate with that knowledge. Which means that you intimately let that new knowledge take you. It is like I am standing at this junction. One way is the way of the mind and the way that the mind operates whether it's higher self, goodness self, positive or negative, lack or the other way, it's mind. And there is another junction, a way of existing in a flow without turning into anything that mind is and learning to move in the flow of that language with those currents of energy as they come in for whatever is being triggered by the genetic overlays or subconscious that still is in me. But no matter what, I always have the choice to take one way or to take the other. You can be intimate with your sense of self at the expense of what you directly know. Or you can be intimate with knowledge at the expense of your sense of self. It's easy to make the shift being intimate with knowledge. But that doesn't hold. It won't hold true without you remaining intimate with that knowledge unconditionally in your heart, in yourself, in your person, personality and the circumstances of your life. Without the follow-through, the initial shift doesn't hold. It seems quite unforgiving when you say, if I don't hold the shift, it will dissipate. That is unforgiving. That is the truth of it. It isn't a hard truth. It is a nurturingly lovely truth. It means you are really that able. knowledge within isn't going to forgive you when you're not being it. 
beingness of forgiveness doesn't move from knowledge to you without you being that knowledge. So forgiveness is still a self-mechanism. The healing that comes of knowledge into yourself is conditioned on you being that knowledge. As soon as you stop being the knowledge for any reason at all, the healing that comes of you and knowledge being all one, the healing that comes to yourself stops. So as you say, if in any awakening shift we keep falling into these leaking holes of self, that opportunity begins to narrow and narrow. Yes. Wow, it's quite an impact. The opportunity is at its smallest when you are in yourself in your highest crisis. We will tend to shift at least somewhat when we're in a crisis because we are so cornered in ourselves. That's when the opportunity in returning to oneness is smallest. That's where we are persuaded to surrender by pain, which isn't real. Where there is surrender conditioned on pain and a crisis, that establishes the pattern that you will shift as soon as you come into crisis. That makes you in relationship to the truth, but in yourself, crisis-oriented. As soon as the crisis is over, you no longer need the truth within, because all feels a little better in yourself. So is continuity in the flow of this different breath with the smallest to the biggest. It's what you say to us so many times, not even rolling our eyes up, not even within, because we take it from the breath of that continuity. Yes. So it's to become immovable from the current of this new breath that you are bringing into us. To be immovable from what you directly know the truth of. That you will be 
intimate with direct knowledge unconditionally in the midst of yourself, your person, your personality, all of your circumstances at any personal cost. Those are the conditions under which the truth within grows the deepest in yourself. But the choice is in the junction, in floating in the breath of that flow or working things out even if that may be at a higher level of goodness self. It doesn't matter to understand the truth of what you know. It matters for you, awareness, to be intimate with what you're directly knowing. If you turn to yourself and reference yourself and you start to use your mind to understand what you know, the energy of thought takes away from the energy that would go into intimacy. And it's the intimacy with knowledge that makes you one with knowledge, not understanding. I see the difference of not referencing anything, just being the currents of that energy, whatever it is, and in the stillness of that, keeping in the flow of the breath of intimacy. And I've experienced trying to work things out at the level of goodness, self, like a higher self consoling to be okay with what's occurring. If you establish that pattern, what that means is that you won't be intimate with knowledge until you are first intimate with your higher self. The truth of it is that your higher self your deeper self doesn't matter as much as you, awareness, one with knowledge. That's what creates the deeper self and the higher self. And is that what creates a switch or a shift from the mind to the brains of brains. You, awareness shifting from being intimate with thought to being intimate with knowledge. What you directly know the truth of, which isn't hinged on understanding or thought, at first has nothing to do with yourself. Knowledge first, direct knowledge, 
first has only to do with you, awareness. It is impactful when I see the moment that I give away that intimacy of knowing for any little things that may influence in my daily life, little irritations, little expectations. Intimacy with irritation, intimacy with expectation. Is intimacy not given to the truth within? So when that occurs, there is nothing I can do but just keep on the flow of what I know. What is it for me to do, to be? Not keeping the flow of what you know, although that is a lot. But what keeps that flow going is you being intimate, you awareness intimate with the truth you know in that flow. The truth itself isn't the flow. That's the beingness of the truth. The beingness of the truth is dependent on the truth within and on you being it. You being what you know opens the beingness of the truth within. You being what you know in some way moves your being, whether you experience it or not. The flow of it is real and true. And its cause matters more. What is its cause then? Awareness and knowledge, direct knowledge, being the same. Awareness being one with the truth that's known within. It matters more than your heart. matters more than all of your being. It is like not being there when one feels attacked by influences, when it's still deeply embedded in what it knows. Is that what you're saying? And as any trigger comes in, in the mundane... That you remain intimate with the truth within. Whether the flow is there or not. Yes. You don't need any flow. You don't need 
your heart or your being. For you, awareness, to be one with the truth within. When you say to be the truth that I know, for me it's quite alien. It's to give to that that knows rather than using my mind for anything to the expense of any. You awareness being intimate with the truth within. despite any difficulty in yourself. If you don't, you will move your intimacy to the difficulties in yourself. You'll be intimate with difficulty. You'll be intimate with your problems. You'll be intimate with your core beliefs. You'll be intimate with what you think and feel in yourself regardless of what you know the truth of. That is awareness for that time lost. That is with using any tools of the mind. Yes. I had a dream I was giving birth and I was hijacked by this entity influence body, man essence in the dream I took whatever it was and I held it down and I was saying I can do this I have the power to do this I have the starlight. And as I kept repeating this, it started to come through my forehead. We all have beautiful dreams, beautiful experiences, so I didn't think much of it. But that day my body felt different. I could be lost in the ether of nothingness with an ease. And all of a sudden that starlight burst through my body, experiencing a lot of light, radiating everywhere. I believe that you brought that forward in me. And I believe that that's the light of spirit. I love to for you to talk a little bit about this new ray or this new light. It's the light of 
spirit-infused being. What does it mean? Practically, it means to be the truth within at the level of spirit. At all cost to yourself, your person, and life as you know it. Until your whole being changes. Then you have such light. It feels like a big responsibility. So how can I then allow this light to transform the being and in that come through all the levels to the level of the person? By being first knowledge, without waiting at all for something in yourself to be acclimatized to that knowledge for you to be it. You're saying to completely exit the mind and live in this newness. All of awareness cannot enter truth within completely without leaving everything. The leaving is incidental. It is like leaving all the genetic overlays that are encased in the particles of light that I am. When you enter purely the light within, you're not leaving anything behind. All you are is entering the light within. You're not withdrawing your energy from yourself, your person and your life. There is no focus on yourself, your person, or your life. You're just freely giving all of you to the truth within. Someone watching could say to you, you just withdrew all of your investments, all of your light, all of your energy from what matters less, and you gave it all to what matters more. That for you would be a half-truth. You didn't withdraw it. You just gave it all. Where it's pure, there's no mind in you that is marking where you take it from. Only what you are giving it all to. 
as I let myself go further and further, the ether of nothing is simply being in the beingness. Is that what it is, or how it feels? If that's the deepest that you're awakened to, yes. It's like I enter a very different breath. Yes. As I let myself completely be taken, it's like the worlds begin to move in a very different way. In your awakening, as soon as you awaken, it's like you making, with all the right contents, all the ingredients, a cake. But you haven't put it into the oven yet. That you've made it, that's a big part of it. It's real and it's true. But if it doesn't go into the oven, if it doesn't go into the heat of your life, the pressures in your life, the pure heat of it is you being intimate with the truth within, despite the condition of yourself, despite how you experience reality, life and others, how you experience yourself from yourself, that your intimacy is first with the truth within, in the midst of everything. When that's unconditional and at any personal cost throughout your life, that means your cake is in the oven. If you pull it out, it will flop. You leave it in until it's really taken, and that takes time. It will be true to take it out, and when you do, it will hold. I will also know whether I'm taking it too soon in the honesty within. You'll know when you first want to take it out. If you start to take it out, self-justification has already taken hold. So then you won't really know until after it's flopped and after you're quieted within, quieted enough for you to realize that you left what you knew. As soon as you were intimate with the thought of taking it out before it's time. Can you give me a practical example of what would do that to the cake? Being intimate with your sense of self. Instead of being intimate through 
into with cake knowledge. It brings me back to the junction either or. By the time the cake is finished, yourself is soundly, stably, not the same anymore. And you've earned it. So intimacy is the grace that can carry us into the truth that we know. Or you can waste the intimacy on yourself. You can spend it on yourself. By referencing within myself? Given to the truth within, it will move your being. It will all flow. It will come into yourself. It will change yourself. It'll all end up in yourself. But that is so different from spending it on yourself. You spoke about the light of spirit transforming the being. Where does all this fit for what is happening now? How can that light to fully transform the being? By awareness being purely intimate with spirit level of knowledge at any expense to your person, to yourself, to your heart, and to your being. To be that level of knowledge intimately is confounding all levels of form. Including the levels and the form of your being. Is it for me to relate to that light or is it for me to attune to the movement of that may be within. At the root of it, it is awareness purely attuned to the deepest truth within. not stopping short of that by attuning to the movement of being that comes from the oneness 
of awareness and the truth. To stay in that until the cake is baked is the darkest of nights. When you say the darkest of nights, you mean? The darkest of nights. It's a dark night to go through when you, awareness, are intimate with your heart, intimately being gentled and quieted in your heart at any expense to yourself. That's a dark night. Then there are all of the levels of your being. That you can be intimate with the truth of their awakening, what you know in each of those levels. And being the truth of that at any expense to yourself, to life as you've known it. And then past all of the levels of your being. You being intimate with the cause of your being. That removes all reference of the truth that is really there in all of your being. You being intimate with none of it because you've awakened to what is before all of that. And remaining in that intimacy. regardless of how you feel confounded and seemingly dying in yourself because of how in the experience of yourself all of your being is coming apart. It isn't holding together like it used to. It is such a dark night because all that you've awakened to of all of your being is seemingly all dying because of you being quieted in what you know precedes all of that. Which is to do with the light, the star light of spirit. That light is the result of having passed through such a dark night. You can be gifted with it, introduced with it, but it's not really you yet, although you have the experience of it. Of what it's like to be that 
but it hasn't taken root as being you yet until you've gone through all of the darkness of that night. Of seemingly everything passing away, including your being. Without you withdrawing your presence as awareness from the level of knowledge that you've come into that is in spirit. You won't withdraw from spirit to seemingly save yourself, your life, or even your being. It's like letting go of everything and just be immersed with nothing, with no the support of anything that was there before. Merge into the ether of nothingness in that when everything is removed, all the magicalness, all the everything You don't need yourself for you to be in your heart. Nothing needs to change in yourself first. There isn't anything to work on, nothing to fix for you to be gentled and quieted in your heart. And there isn't anything to address in your heart for you to enter your being. You don't need yourself at all for you to enter your heart. And you don't need your heart at all for you to enter your being. And you don't need your being at all for you to be spirit. And then all of this unconditionally lived. Whatever level of awakening you are, that it is lived. Embodied. Yes. Otherwise, it's like particles in the wind. They come and while they are there, the glimmer of it is so enchanting. But if one doesn't breathe them in and become then they'll go. Stronger than that, the truth within, not lived, stands against you. keeps reverberating in you, in yourself, in your person, in your life. It keeps testifying against you. 
with you justifying your position. It can become our blind spots. We can make them the justifying of it. And where that is there, you may still love the truth within. And at the same time, at a different level, live so annoyed by what you know. That the truth within keeps interfering with the intimacy you give to yourself. It keeps spoiling it. To keep to that intimacy with yourself requires further rationalization against the truth within that you would be separate from. I get the sense that the biggest influence, the biggest entity is our mind. No. The mind is innocent. Where there is separation, it is awareness on its own that is at fault. Not the mind, not the past, not the genetics, not the self, not this world, not entities. Just you. You, awareness. Using the power to be all one, using that power to be separate. The condition of separation starts there and holds there. It holds more than all of the form that holds together because of living that separation in it. So that's probably the essence of the dream. To have the power of the starlight is to be one and live that inside out. Once you embody the truth that you know, is that integration of the mind belonging to the brain. Belonging to that level of you that you are coming from, that you are intimate with. In the midst of yourself, your person and your life, at any cost.
what is the cause of the being? And why does it have to all go? Ultimately, because you are in a body. Ultimately, because you will feel in yourself that when you are perceivably losing your being, that in yourself that matters. The being on its own, if it even could possibly die, would pass away in a being kind of way. It would not pass in a self kind of way. It would pass without loss. The loss perceived about the being is all within self. What's the cause, the purpose of the being then? To have yourself. To have yourself. To fill all of yourself. To complete yourself without ultimately even a touch of yourself invested in such a wonder. The being is the magicalness, isn't it? And that could have myself in a loop all my existence without going further. What is righted in all of this is that your being gets to own and master perfectly yourself. And yourself doesn't get to be in control of any of it. That makes real, right to the core of yourself, that yourself does not belong to yourself. Yourself belongs to your being. So the more I relate to those touches of not being supported by anything in the magicalness of nothing, almost being in the weakest weakness, everything gone, the more I relate to that. The truth of that is that what gives brightness to the light doesn't give brightness. It gives oneness. Awareness 
and knowledge one. That being unconditional, made real all through the self, is what produces light. Here he comes to the beauty of being nobody and nothing, in love with everything. In the midst of everything, without it hinging on what it's in. I get that the clearance of all is what allows the weakest weakness of nothing and nobody be. In form. So when that is lived, one becomes oneness with the body, being, and spirit, and the band of separation goes. Yes. The beginning of immortality beginning of it, because that is all there already, just not embodied. You come here to embody it. And then what is the beginning for? beginning of embodiment, the embodiment of what you really are. It's the unconditioned response of you, awareness, to the truth that's known within. Anywhere in yourself, your life, your mind, your relationships, where that isn't lived, the truth within isn't allowed to have presence. It isn't allowed to have your life. By you, awareness, you disallow the truth within from having your life. (laughs) 